So what are we talking about today? We are talking about how you can have the help that you need. I have no idea what you titled this. What did you title this? I've just been making a title. Well, I was the going to title wise it. Counsel. That, the that's importance what I of wise counsel. I was going to title it Get Help. Amen. But Get help. <laughs> but I didn't. I don't know. That kind of is cool. <laughs> well, we're, t- we're totally not into the PC stuff around here. So it's like, sure. just get over yourself. You need yeah. help. Get it. Get help. <laughs> get it. We all need help. All right. It's good. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that this is going to be an interesting broadcast. <laughs> but it's a good one because legitimately every person that is on the earth needs assistance in their walk with the Lord. Like every person has been called to a gifting. You read that in Ephesians where it says that God has given gifts unto men in Ephesians 4. And he talks about apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And there's never a part in our walk where we're going to not need our gift like, there's never a time where we've arrived and it's like, I don't need help. I can do stuff on my own. Mm-hmm. But so often, our flesh will make us feel like we don't need to reach out because it's like, I, I know this already or I can do this and we need help. And so today we're going to be talking about how we can not only ask for help, who to ask for help, how to do that, but also how to receive it, not just to hear it, but let it actually go into our into our spirit man so that way change can come. Yeah. Amen. What's an what's an example of why we need something that's happened or you've seen it that you think this is important to talk about? Sure. I well I had one. I wasn't I just didn't want to like commandeer the whole thing. Um <laughs> But so like yesterday, I was talking to pastor on the phone about something and it was like pastor needed to give me some instructions, some redirection with things. And it like it wasn't a bad conversation or anything like that. There's just things I needed to know and do differently. And so he he passed that to me. But in as soon as we got off the phone there, there's an anointing and a grace on you to shepherd me because I'm I'm placed under authority and so pastor could literally say something like one plus two equals three, and there could still be an anointing in there to unlock something in me. So we got off the phone yesterday, and in that conversation, it wasn't bad, but all of a sudden it like... A it, little corrective. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but it touched a nerve I didn't know had <laughs> been there. Not about what we talked about, yeah. but it was like what you said was here, And where the anointing went was like here and highlighted stuff that's been happening that I didn't realize had been there or had been um, opportunities for me to grow in. And we get off the phone and it's like, what is all of this? Like I had no idea it was there. Where are these feelings coming from? Yeah. Stuff that type. Where are these feelings coming from? Where are these pressures? Like what are these things? And because you're anointed to shepherd me as is Pastor Nicole that one conversation, the Lord is able to like highlight some stuff that I needed to hand to him and yeah. do differently. And already today, like the Lord's provided wisdom for some of that, but it would have never come had I not been willing to take the phone call in the first place yeah. and walk through it. Yeah. So the Lord's been talking to me about that this morning of how one phone call about something way over here can actually unlock and bring help to a totally unrelated area. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, and even in the phone call, there were things that I could tell, like you weren't seeing what I was saying exactly. Sure. And, and part of that is just an experience. Okay, I've gone through some things. I've experienced some things. You know, and because of uh, just a level of experience, just mm -hmm. an experience level, all right, here's those things like what you were saying. And it's hard to see those things if you haven't been there. That doesn't mean they're not true. Yeah. That doesn't mean that those things aren't true. It's just it's hard for me to see it because my experience level's here, and you're talking about an experience level here. And uh, you'll find that those things will carry on basically for the rest of your life if you're around somebody that's growing and doing those things. But one of the things that I found, I, I really was tempted, especially in earlier years, and even today, I mean, today the same kind of temptation happens. I just deal with it different. I know how to deal with it more, better, but um, I still have to deal with it, and sometimes it, it has tricked me, you know. But uh, I found that I would be talking to a leader in my life, and they would bring up stuff, and I can't see it because I don't have their experience. And then I would go down the road, and exactly what they said was 100% true. I just couldn't see it when they sure. told me. But I needed to pay attention to it. And as I, it, our temptation is to say, no, that's not true. I'm not feeling that at all, you know. <laughs> and uh, the issue is, though, because of their experience, they can see things that I was unaware sure. of, you know. And so I learned early on to actually just yield to that and say, okay, all right, you know. And, and I can't see it, <laughs> you know, maybe. Maybe I can see a part of it, but. I can't see everything that you're saying, but I trust you as a leader that has proven themselves out with a good track record and godliness and everything. I trust you that you're seeing something that I can't see. Uh, but there is a there is definitely a temptation right in that moment to not submit to that sure. because you can't see it, you don't understand it, and um, and that's what you have to watch. Is that's when you really find out if you're submitted yeah. or not is in those moments. And But what I've watched is as I have yielded to that and I just take that and I listen, then as I walk forward, you know, and it doesn't have to be long. Sometimes it can be years. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be minutes, you know, seconds. As I walk forward, yield it. Okay, Lord, show me that. You know, I ask you to show me that. And uh, all of a sudden, things will start to come into light and I'll get revelation on it. That's amazing. And that's where, you know, Part of what we see in the Word is when we humble ourselves and submit ourselves yeah. to the things of God, right? Um, you know, uh, the people that are in our lives as le leaders are the things of God, yeah. right? And the ways are the things of God. You know, some people would argue like James 4 and 1 Peter 5, they would say, well, that says submit to God. Well, if God put pastor or apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher in your life, that is a way of God. Yeah. Therefore, that is God doing that, by you know, in that way. Yeah, by the structure. So it is still the Lord in that way. It's not just a person. It's not yeah. just a leader, right? Yeah. It's not just another human. It's a structure and a way of God. And when you submit yourself to that, grace and greater graces yeah. is had. And that means that it'll open up the power of God to a place in our lives that is so much higher, and we can literally, you know, leapfrog and really jump levels yeah. if we will humble ourselves in that way. Um, but 
I could tell yesterday when we were talking, um, you know, and, and it wasn't a bad conversation at all. It was just like, hey, watch this, be mindful of this, because it it's more dangerous than what you probably think in that area. And I could tell that you like you weren't connecting the dots between what you had seen and done to what I was saying. But what I saw was things. It was a form of communicating. Like, I don't yeah. want people to hear yeah, yeah, that yeah. and think that it was, like, deep sin. I just, I miscommunicated something. Yeah, well, and I mean, it wrong. even if it was deep sin, I mean, there's people that have to deal with that stuff. So it's sure. not just that. But it's, the issue is, yeah, in, in that area, it's like, okay, I don't know. I, I don't see where I messed up. I don't see that, but when we say, okay, you're saying this for a reason, you're anointed by God in my life as a leader that God has placed there, I yield to that. All of a sudden, it opens up stuff, and so you saw that happen. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Well, and one of the things that I, um, you know, as as we're talking about this, it's always so interesting whenever this topic gets brought up because the temptation that you were talking about earlier to just blow it off and and not esteem it like that's even on a broadcast like this it's oh no i've got it you may you may do yeah. have it like you yeah. may have it but why would we do something just on our own when there can be assistance to yeah. come and help do it even better you know th- there's no requirement in the kingdom for us to gut it out by ourselves yeah in fact that's anti how the lord works so yeah. if you share the broadcast right now there's people who need to know how how they can receive help because every person has a gifting in their life yeah. whether it's it's coming it should be coming from you know your shepherd especially on sunday mornings but it could be coming from your life group leader it could yeah. be coming from you know the person that you're connected to spiritually, how, how your husband, it could come so many different ways. And yet we'll just, because it's, it seems to be common or yeah. whatnot, we'll just kind of dismiss it, but share the broadcast today. Yeah. Many, many, many times over the years, um, you know, when you have a leader that's walking with God, they're, there's a very fine line between what's actually just coming from then, them and what is the Lord saying. Mm-hmm. There's a fine line that kind of separates those two. And sometimes when you cross that line back and forth, mm-hmm. you don't realize that you've crossed it. And you know, one of the things that we've said is the anointing is not always spectacular. Mm-hmm. In other words, the giftings and the anointing is not always spectacular. So it doesn't... Th- Think about this, like, uh, of course, God carries, you know, a glory with him, but but he doesn't really carry hype yeah. with him. You know, he doesn't, it's not like he tries to hype himself yeah. up and in front of people, right? And so many times you won't see the anointing go, here comes the anointing, you know, you don't see that. You actually see somebody just say, I don't know if I would do that, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, I think you should do this, you know, yeah. little things like that. And then all of a sudden they're all of a sudden in that moment, you know, you don't realize that's the anointing talking. That's not just an idea. That's that's the anointing talking. And so when we don't learn to esteem that, we can miss some opportunities that God really wants us to have or find ourselves in a place that God really didn't want us to be. I think one of the first times I ever realized that was when we went to Southwest Believers uh, my first summer here, and all the rights went. I went with them, 
And Abby was like 13 at that point in time. And she had this shirt that had elephants on it. Mm-hmm. And do, did Pastor tell you to wear it or not wear it? Do you remember? I thought you would, I could be misremembering this part, but Pastor made a direct or just made a, a statement of, I think you should wear this shirt today. And it could have been the other way around, but yeah. I think it was that way. And Abby, for whatever reason, didn't, right? Uh, like, I don't I don't think she did. I think yeah. you had made the statement, and whichever way it was, she did the opposite. And you actually, that shirt would have helped, like, connect her to someone in particular, like, that day. And I remember you, you taking that moment and teaching her on me suggesting you wear this shirt wasn't just, like, a passing comment yeah. of, hey, I think this shirt looks nice on you. Yeah. Wear it. It was... No, that was probably the Holy Ghost talking to you. And had you done this, like that connection could have been there. And it's something so seemingly so small. I didn't even realize that like you could operate or it could operate on something on that level that God was interested in stuff like that. There, yeah, the Lord uses things like that. And actually that type of event happens all the time. Uh, There's many, I cannot tell you how many times I'm getting ready in the morning, and the Lord said, wear this. And then somebody makes makes a comment on it, and the Lord wanted me to pray with them mm-hmm. or you know, lead them to the Lord or something like that. It happens all the time. Like, it's a, a very constant process. But very few people realize that God wants to be that involved in our life. But one of the things, too, is that not only does he want to be that involved in our life, but he wants to bring that involvement into the people around you as yeah. well, like in that. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't just telling me what to wear. He was actually giving her direction yeah. through her dad and pastor, you know. And uh, it didn't, it wasn't spectacular, but it was anointed, yeah. you know. And so that kind of stuff, it makes a big difference. Think about it. Just think about this. What if we actually hit the nail on the head and we got it right in all of those moments? Yeah the favor that could be had, the blessing that could be had, the people that we could win to the Lord. So I think about that quite often. And so what we realize is as we yield to that, that doesn't mean that you do everything somebody says. It means that you honor the anointing. You pay attention to it. Yeah, you pay attention to it and you seek the Lord on it. You don't just throw it away. Yeah. Well, like some of the instances that's just coming to my mind is like anytime you say, hey, I think you should come to these meetings, or I think that would be really beneficial. Yeah, that, that happens um, quite often. Yeah, or, or even just, hey, you know, this prayer, like I remember one time you were like, this prayer service, I'm going to be preaching one of the most important messages that I've, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. that the Lord's really given me. Or I just have a, I have a sense yeah. that this is going to be very important for this body. You know, like, yeah. so make sure, make sure you're there. You know, whenever you say stuff like that, like usually like... like I don't, yeah... For, and that's why it becomes very important for a leader's words mm-hmm. to be let their yes be yes and their no be no. If you hear me say something like that, I don't say that mm-hmm. generally. I will almost never say yeah. this is important unless I have a leading from the Lord. Or yeah. I'll make an extra statement about mm-hmm. it unless I have a leading from the Lord. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's usually in those instances that... That I like, I've come to like I've come to recognize whenever you say stuff like that now, that's um, very and, good, and esteem it in a different way. But yeah. like, I, I but I, I got I would get to a point where I would be surprised. Um, like you know, this is going to be a very important. Well, where is everybody? You know, like he like he said yeah. that multiple times mm-hmm. that this is going to be you know where are the people, and then sure enough, it's one of the like 
Yeah. It's a, it's a powerful one. E even the moments whenever, whenever, yeah. like, if we ever send something out saying, hey, you know, this was an important word today. Make yeah. sure you go back and rewatch it. Like, stuff like that. You you don't say that very often. And, no. and you said that about yesterday's broadcast. Yeah. yeah. Like, or, if, or yeah, that's right. And yeah. Or if I'll say something like, there's something special on this offering or something yeah. like that. I can, what I'm saying is I sense mm -hmm. the anointing mm -hmm. on that moment. Yeah. yeah. And I'm letting people know so that they can be blessed too. Mm -hmm. So then if that's true, yeah. then who's going to be blessed? The ones that honor and yeah. esteem what yeah. might look like it's not very significant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And what sticks out to me is Naaman, you know, yeah. um, whenever he came to Elijah, right? He was the, he was the leper that, correct? Uh, mm -hmm. it, that was Naaman. Um, he came. He came to Elijah, or Elisha, you know, and Elisha. he had all these gifts. Elisha, he had all these gifts and all this stuff. Eli Elisha didn't even come out to him, but he had a word, you know, and the word yeah. was go dip, you know, seven times in the Jordan. Yeah. And he he didn't want to receive that word. He didn't esteem the word. Like it, his reaction was very evident that he did not esteem the word. Yeah. Praise God that he had a servant that esteemed the word. Yes, that's and, right. And um, when he esteemed the word, he had his breakthrough. Yeah. But he was very close. Healing. Yeah. Supernatural healing. Think, yeah, it. think about that. That a very supernatural yeah. could not be healed in the world leprosy. Yeah, he gets completely healed and whole. Yeah, and the word sounded very small. Yeah, mm -hmm. the yeah. word like dipping the Jordan. There's there's better. There's like he got into his logic. There's there, there's better uh, water. River, water, yeah. you know, in my land. You know why why in the Jordan. But uh, and he was really close to not esteeming that word. Yeah, yeah. But they, if he asked you to do a hard thing, wouldn't you do it? You know, yeah. he's like, fine, I'll, might as well do it. And he had his breakthrough. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, but e even in that instance, we're talking about wise counsel. Like, even in that instance, he had a wise person with him who was able to give him counsel. And if he didn't have that, that person with him, he would have died early. He yes. He would have yeah. lost his limbs. He would have just been miserable the rest of his life. That's he wouldn't right. have gotten his breakthrough. That's um, right. But but it's it's because one person esteemed the word that was given to him, even That's if exactly it seemed right. like such a small word, they esteemed it. Like he, well, you even look at um, I think this was Elisha as well, the Shunammite woman, right? Where uh, Elisha uh, had revelation that the famine was coming. Yeah. Uh, he prayed for that famine, and who did he? What did he do? He told her. He gave yeah. her a word. Hey, yeah. you should probably go to another land because uh, yeah. there's a famine coming. Yeah. And if she didn't esteem that. What would have happened? You know, yeah. like she yeah. she wouldn't have had enough. She her family probably would have died in that. That's famine. right. That's but right. she was supplied. You know, well supplied. And when she came back, everything was restored to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because she esteemed the word. That's well. I always keep up with Elijah and Elisha based off of who the servant was. If if yeah. the servant is unnamed or we can't remember <laughs> who the servant was, that was Elisha because it was oh. Gehazi or somebody else who yeah. messed it up. Mm -hmm. But Elijah's servant. We know him, Elisha. Yeah, Elisha. So <laughs> that's yeah. how I keep up with that. A, <laughs> so when he told his servant to go talk to the woman, I was like, "That's Elisha." When okay. he told his servant that messed up with Naaman, I was like, "That's Elisha." Because so, Gehazi <laughs> was all jacked up. That's so <laughs> that's how I keep up. Because for years I was like, "Which one was it?" And there's still a few stories. That I, helps. Yeah. Um, but think about this: like when Jesus told, think think about this. All right, we know the supernatural side of this, but think about these words from a leader that's anointed, that from Jesus, throw your net on the other side. Mm -hmm. Like it seems like such a small thing. On the other side, like, I mean, the <laughs> like, we're changing 20 yards at the most, you know, mm -hmm. 10 feet, you know, we're changing location yeah. 10 feet, and that's right. going to work. 
No, it's the command. It's yeah. the power was in the command because the anointing was in the command, yeah. you know. Um, fill, then, fill the stone jars with water. Yeah, fill those with water. <laughs> like that. We're, we're out of wine. Yeah. Not water. <laughs> right. And it seemed, it doesn't seem, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't seem big at yeah. all. You know, go catch a fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first fish you catch. Yeah. <laughs> Open, like, Open his mouth and you know it's like and pay pay our taxes. Go catch a fish, like Jesus. Yeah. We need gold, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we we he told them there'll be a coin in there, but it's like you know those seem so small, yeah. Yeah. but they weren't. Mm-hmm. They seem insignificant. They they don't seem like they're you know big and powerful at all, but they were. Yeah. They were supernatural because the Lord said to do that. And uh, that's the thing. And well, and that power hasn't ceased because Jesus went to heaven and because he sent the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And so with the Holy Spirit, you can have men and women all over the world that move by those so, same things. And you will be honored as you honor. And so I, you know, I've watched that over the years where once I started seeing these things happen, where the Lord would give me, he'd give me insight for people as a pastor. There's a gifting there. There's an anointing there. Yeah. And he would give me insight for people and wisdom. And that that actually has happened all my life. I've had, um, even as a kid, I can remember as a kid knowing what would happen and knowing what you should do to fix things. And I would just have a, I would have a sense on it. This is what needs to happen to fix it, you know. And that's a word of wisdom. That that gift was has been an operation in my life. That's an easy one for me. I'm very that comes to me very easily, right? And um, I would just know what needs to happen. That's why if you ever hear me say, maybe you should try this, like that's something you want to pay attention to because I've watched that thousands of times now work, you know. And it might not be the exact answer, but it might set you on the path to the answer. You know, you head this direction and, oh, there's your answer. Okay, we do this. And I have seen that happen so many times. It's very natural for me now. But so I watched those things happen, but especially when when we started pastoring, um, all of a sudden there would be just, hey, I think you need to do this. And... So, and it was amazing to me because I would see the supernatural. I would see the supernatural on a word, mm-hmm. right? I would see that supernatural on a word. And then I would watch people like just blow it off. Yeah. And it was so dishonoring, of course, to, to me, but also to God. And uh, I would, it would hurt because I realized that you're probably going to miss out on what God has for you yeah. because you think that this is just a normal person talking normal things, you yeah. know, and not realizing, not recognizing their moment. Remember when, when Jesus said, you know, about the Israelites, you didn't recognize when your salvation came. You know, you didn't recognize that moment. Think about Nazareth. You know, how, how normal did Nazareth look at Jesus? Right, they just thought he was the carpenter's son. Yeah. They just thought there was nothing special about him, but there was. Yeah, you know, and that. So then Jesus said, "I'll be the firstborn of many brethren." So every believer carries some anointing, and yeah. but the way of God and the system of God, 
you know, there is a rank structure and there is subordinates and people that are yeah. higher and lower and at different places in their spiritual walk. And there are people that God gives to us as gifts to help teach us and to grow us. Yeah. And that's just, that's the way it is, whether you like it or not, that's the way it is. And as we honor that, it, it works for us. But I watched that over the years and I'm glad that you picked that up so quickly. And so, but because if I say that, you know, I am not saying things like that, just throwing them around here, there, this is going to be a good, a good, if I'm saying that I'm not a hype person. I pretty much hate hype. I hate spin. I hate hype. And so if it looks like hype coming out of me, it's almost assuredly, you know, led by the Holy Ghost to let you know there's something here. And then as people will honor that, they will be honored. Well, what you're talking about, what it reminds me of is I was the opposite. Like I was very much exhorting is something that has come very easily to me. And exhorting, doing it wrong can become exaggeration. And so when I moved here, like I would use, instead of using one exclamation point, I'd use seven. Instead of saying, I love you, I'd be like, I love you so, 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 so much. You're my favorite. You're just the best ever. And you, like, you stop me one day and you're like, you need to stop. Because if you keep doing that, when you say these things, it's going to be exaggerated in people's minds and they're not going to take it as you mean it. That's right. My heart wasn't bad, but I just, I didn't trust the power of the simplicity of words. Yeah. So what, as we're talking about all of this, what keeps coming to me is we talked a few weeks ago. I don't, it's when we were talking about spiritual gifts and it was the broadcast that I was on. One thing that the Lord really brought up during that time was how everyone is called to operate in whatever, in, in different giftings. And as you're talking, what it reminds me of is you may not be a pastor, but or one of the Ascension gifts, but you're called to disciple people. You're called to raise leaders, no matter who you are. That's why when lead was happening, we often said, you know, you're called to be a leader. So your words should carry the sit. Maybe not, you know, being able to have complete oversight over a person, but your words should have the same sort of power in them. That's right. You know, I'm not, I'm not at this point called to an Ascension gift that I know (laughs) of. Like the Lord has hasn't spoken it to me. I'm not you or Pastor Nicole at all. But there was somebody a couple weeks ago, the Lord told me to pour into them and minister to them. And while while I was with that person, they were telling me that like they saw themselves like shaking and they couldn't they didn't understand why they were shaking. And they talked to you later and it was the anointing that was coming out, not because I'm awesome, but because they're yeah, I've I've yielded to your instruction over time, and there was an authority there. There yeah. was an anointing yeah. there. That's the same way with you. You're called to raise up disciples yourself yeah. and have that authority yourself. Whether it's your children, your friend, your coworker, when you speak, that authority yeah. should be there yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and another place that that I've seen it. This happened many many times. The Lord has told me like like bless somebody Mm -hmm. or this person needs to be at lunch or something like that. Or, you know, or I'll say, I'll I'll make comments like this on a regular basis. Like, are you coming to lunch today? Yeah. You know, now sometimes that's just me asking, right? And, And granted sometimes, but a lot of times 
a lot of times when I specifically go to a person, I know they need to be there. Yeah. I know it in the spirit. And then sometimes I'll say, hey, why don't you come over to the house? Or yeah. why, don't you, why don't you do this or whatever? And when I do that, that is not, like, it's not just a, most of the time, that is a leading. It's yeah. not just me, you know, with a good idea. Yeah. You know, that's a leading. Why don't you come over and, you know, sit. And I know, for example, sometimes, let, let me give you another example of this. And this is one where I think it gets on people's nerves. And But there's more going on than what they realize. So I've seen this actually multiple times uh, with Buddy recently, where he's come over to the house, and he's sitting there, and... I, there, we always have work to do. We always have stuff to do. And my instruction is find find something to do. Like if I'm not giving you a direct instruction or delegating something, you've got plenty to work on, work on something, you know, in that way. But uh, so everybody should know that. But the it, when it's time to work, it's time to play, play. You know, time to sleep, sleep, time to eat, eat. But when it's time to work, work. And um, simple. And amen. But I noticed this because we had a couple two or three of these moments where I'm not releasing you and it's like four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock in the evening, seven o'clock. I mean, like a few weeks ago, I think you were there till eight or nine and I'm not releasing you, but I'm not giving you any work either. Right. And it's like, what am I doing here? That'd you know? And I know, <laughs> I know that's what's going through people's mind. It's like, why am I here? Like, I'm not doing anything. He's not asking me to do anything. Why am I here? But the issue is, if you're only thinking logical and worldly, then it makes logical sense that you should just go and yeah. not be here, and I'm wasting time. But many times, what's going on is the Lord's doing something yeah. that maybe is unseen, maybe is uh, insignificant in... Uh, the natural realm, but not insignificant in the spiritual realm. Yeah. And many times have, and what, think back and you'll notice, many times we'll be sitting there and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will say, talk about this. Yep. And you start talking about something and it actually is a major hurdle that we knock down, yep. we obliterate something, yep. but we couldn't get there without kind of waiting on the Spirit. You know, they that wait upon the yep. Lord yeah. shall renew their strength. And that's one of the things that I found, like even in watching like the broadcast, even in like watching the broadcast, um, you know, we need to hear things over and over and over and over again. Of course, you know, he told Joshua, meditate on my law day and night. And at that point, the law was only Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, you know, Deuteron Numbers and Deuteronomy. You know, yeah. that was it. It was only those five books. Like, how many times can you read it, you know? But he told Joshua, meditate on those five books over and 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 over. Every day for the rest of your life, meditate on those scriptures. Meditate on those scriptures, those scriptures, right? And there's only five books. We got 66 books now. How much more do we have to meditate yeah. on in Revelation and leading by the Holy Ghost? Yeah. But my, my point is, how many times did they repeat those same scriptures? How many, how many times did the Lord want them to bring into remembrance things that they had heard before? Yeah. So it looks like to the logic that we are wasting our time, but to the Lord, that is not what's happening. There's an honor, there's a humility, there's a hunger that's being the three H's, honor, 
humility, and hunger. These, those things are so huge. Those are keys to the kingdom, three keys to the king, kingdom, honor, humility, and hunger. And it's our job to put those things on. And so, you know, and I know y'all, y'all been, like I said, it's happened several times the last few weeks. And you're just sitting there like, <laughs> I know what you're probably thinking. Because I've thought those, like, what are we doing? Why am I sitting here? And now I'll, I'll tell you one thing that happens through that process is you learn to relax. Yep. You learn to be patient. You, you learn to let the things of God develop. Yeah. Well, think about that in Scripture. If all, we, if all we ever, or not Scripture, but in a service, what if all we do is just, all right, we start at this, and then at this time we do this, and this time, and at this time we're ending. We're done, right? There's no waiting on the Lord. Yeah. There's no yielding to him. It's just your schedule. It's our schedule. And that is actually going to lead you away from the power of God. So we need to learn how to yield and be okay to sit. You know, I would, you know, for example, I'll, I'll tell you, and this is, this is true. This is absolutely true. Like Brother Tracy was here all week last week. And I like it when he and I have times of engagement where we can sit there and talk. But let's say if he just said, hey, come to the hotel, we'll sit in the lobby and I'm just going to be studying and praying and just come sit with me. Like I would be thrilled with that because I know the power of what mm-hmm. I'm talking about right here today. Yeah. I would be like, just let me sit. I'll just sit, be there with you. I'll sit there all night. We'll just sit. I don't care if you talk to me or not. Just that presence and that fellowship together there's an impartation that happens even outside of words and actions because I know that's an opportunity for me to honor the gift and yeah. honor that anointing. And um, I really have found that in this society, that is, I don't know, it, it, seems, it seemed to come somewhat natural to me and it definitely was taught to me, so that helped anything that might have been natural. But I just kind of jumped in with both feet when I was a kid on that. I just saw the value of it, maybe because I read Proverbs a lot and pray for wisdom, and that's very likely. But I just saw the value of that, and I've learned that that is something. Now, looking at society, it is so foreign to this environment and atmosphere in our society, and people don't realize how much they're missing out. Yeah. One thing, um, and if this is too far of a shift, we can go back, but it's a question. I... I know for me, one of the ditches that I have had when it's come to communicating with you is I've, I obviously have plenty of room to all grow in all of this, but I have learned these principles from you. So in a conversation that you and I are having, my ditch has been, if you have brought anything at all corrective or anything like that, my ditch has been, yes, sir, I'm done. Like, and I won't talk. Like, I'll just say yes, and I'll <laughs> shut up about it. Right. Because I'll just assume I am 100% wrong and, all, like, condemnation, whatever. But that's yeah. that's the ditch. And yeah. then there was one day, probably about two, three years ago, yeah. you and I were on the phone, and you were bringing something corrective to me. It looked like I hadn't handled it. So I... You've made this change well, by well, the way. Well, praise God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did not enjoy needing to be corrected in that moment, so I learned. <laughs> well, it's not just the correction. What you're about to say, you've made the change well, so Amen. go ahead. But in that moment, like, you're, you're correcting me, and I'm fine. Like, correct if, if I've done something yeah. wrong. But there were pieces you didn't know 
about that moment that I had done, but I assumed you're correcting me. I'm not going to say a word about it. I'm going to let the correction happen, yeah. and I'll take it. And I, w- I probably wasn't taking it well. So halfway into it, like 30 minutes in, you're like, you got frustrated with me because I, I was basically like, okay, yes, sir, I'll fix it. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. You're like, communicate with me. <laughs> like you were very firm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I will communicate. And so I shared the other half of, well, I did do some of this. You probably didn't know this and not, I didn't yeah. want to dishonor you, yeah. but yeah. there were things you didn't know about yeah. it. And then, which is what I was searching for, which is yeah. what you were searching for. But I felt so dishonoring, even suggesting yeah. that you could possibly not know something about the situation yeah. that I was like, I'll just take all of it. And yeah. it's, and then that caused you to get frustrated with me again. Yeah. Cause you're like, Barry, know me better. Know my heart for you. Be willing to talk to me. And it was undoing so many wires in my head to even get to that point of, I can share something and not have it be in a spirit of rebellion. Yeah. (laughs) But I didn't, it was so (laughs) messed up in my head. So how would you say if someone's in a moment of correction or in a moment like that to honorably dialogue with their leader? Well, it's good to... It's it's good to diagnose what's actually happening there, and it's it's kind of like what I said before. A lot of times, in a word of wisdom, the Lord will give a direction. And so, if I start a conversation like with you in that way, um, I'm heading in the direction the Lord gave me, but that doesn't mean that the conversation ends there. That just means that's the beginning of the conversation. I'm not wanting you to just say, okay, yes, sir, because I'm in a position. Uh, Love is diagnosing the fullness of the position, which I'm only going to know generally. Like God's not going to share with me every detail as a pastor, every detail of every person's life. My own life has enough details of its own. I don't need any extra ones, you know. And so (laughs) think about if I had every detail of every person I ever pastored in my life, I'd go crazy because there'd be too many thoughts to think. You know, like I'd, I'd it'd sure be too much. That's how it yeah. worked, by the way. Yeah, like, I know, mentally. and a lot of people do. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like it, it's kind of like you know when in what was it Bruce Almighty when he actually could hear every prayer, not even every thought, but every prayer, and it was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? That's what people think. Like a lot of times, a pastor knows every detail about it. No, God just shares with us what we need to know. But then there has to be, if in our leadership training, there's a um, what we call proper CPR, which is communication, partnership, and relationship. And we have a communication, a partnership, and a relationship between us and God. So we have God, and we have the leader, and we have us. And we both have communication and, and to, with God, but we also need that communication between the leader and the person and us, Right. Uh, and so if there's not communication going all three ways, then you don't have proper communication actually happening. And so that mean, that's not just a one-way street. That's a, that's a two-way street. And so what, I'm, what I have from the Lord is the beginning of a conversation, but then I want you to tell me what's going on in your head. Like even if you're mad at me for bringing that up, like sure. I'm offended at, at that. Um, the other day, Marky did something really uh, well. Uh, she, you know, I, I gave her some thoughts or correction on something and uh, she walked away 
And then a few minutes later, she said, she said, okay, when you said this, I'm pretty sure I got offended. <laughs> and uh, she came back and, and talked about it. And then that opened up yeah. the revelation. That's a 100%. She said, I know that's wrong. I know it's wrong. That's why I'm telling you. And how much do I appreciate that? Yeah. That I don't like, okay, you, you got offended at me. Oh, praise God, you're saying it. That's yeah. awesome. You know, that's what real love does. And that's what a real leader does. They're okay with that stuff. And um, because the point is to help each other, not just be mad at each other yeah. because we made a mistake. Who hasn't made mistakes? So then as that conversation went on, it, it opened up so much more things and really brought about a victory. And it's the same thing with what you're saying is I, I might have a direction and a leading of a direction, but that doesn't mean I know all the details of what happened. It doesn't mean that I know everything you're feeling, everything you're thinking. I don't, I don't know all that stuff. And so proper communication, as you communicate that, then not just logic will go into play, but the anointing will go into play. The anointing will go in there to actually lead that conversation. Okay, here's what you're looking at. Here's what you're doing. And whereas used to, early on, I'd bring something to you and you'd just say, okay, and shut down. And then truthfully, you'd be mad for several days because I corrected you. Maybe you figure out that it was right at some point. But now you have to deal with that for several days instead of it being over by the time the conversation's over, being healed, moving forward, and, and fixing that thing. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and even if I missed it, which is possible, and I have, and I... You know, it's like, even if I miss it, there's still a grace, like the same grace that I'm giving you to miss it. Let's just grow and move forward. Yeah. You know, give me the grace to miss it, you know, or the mercy to miss it at some points too, although I'm not planning on it and I should get better and better at that. Does that mean it doesn't happen? No. Well, in that conversation, <laughs> specifically that conversation, it's not like this has been a frequent thing, but... That one in particular, the first half where where you were being very corrective, which was fine, yeah. but I I knew there was more you didn't know, yeah. and had you known, you probably wouldn't be doing this. So the whole time, I'm having to put down like being offended. I'm having to put yeah. down like all these other things and submit yeah. to you. And then when I gave you the other pieces, because. I think it was like you thought I hadn't handled something and I did handle it. You yeah. just didn't know it. Yeah. And when you heard that, you came immediately. You had to correct some other stuff after that. Yeah. But you came immediately at that point and you apologized and you're like, I missed it and I should not have yeah. I shouldn't have yeah. done that. I'd never, to my knowledge, we had never been in that dynamic before. Yeah. Because yeah. I had missed it so <laughs> so yeah. many, many, many times. In my head it was I am just always wrong all of the time. There's not yeah, even no, a point. Yeah, no, that's not true. Yeah, and it helped me see that it, with our our relationship yeah, yeah. that you're balanced. Like if it's, yeah. it helped me trust you more with me. Of I'll yeah. I'll let you hear some of this stuff now. Well, and that you know in our in the leadership training we have safe harbor, which basically means when there's a storm, you want to find a harbor that you can seek safety in. In other words, I can release the facts that I need to release, even if they're wrong, and you're not going to blow my ship out of sure. the water, you know, in that way. 
And so, and that's what you found. The issue is like you can create safe harbor, but the person cannot receive it. And I so was they, that way. And they, so they're not receiving that safe harbor and then they won't communicate or they'll hold off for years. That's not what needs to happen. And, and then when you actually did do that, you found, oh my goodness, this really is safe harbor. You sure. know, I, he's not, he's not just looking for me to be wrong. I, w- I will say on a lot of times though, it, when you have the different levels of experience, right? A lot of times there will be something that in a moment, like let's just take that and let's add an element that may or may not have been in sure. that moment. I, I don't remember. I don't even remember the situation. I remember the conversation, but I don't remember. I remember that moment of, okay, thank you for telling me that. I remember that part. Uh, I was wrong on how I approached you with it. But but let's add an element. Let's say that, okay, you actually did something okay. I thought you did it wrong. You corrected. You showed me what I missed. I, I corrected course in that. But then, even in that conversation, I keep driving this one point, and to you, that point seems small, right? But the different level of experience actually shows that that actually, although it looks small, it's one of those small foxes that actually ruins the vine. And so a lot of times when we're taking communication and, and correction and instruction, one of the things that we'll do is we'll focus on something that we don't think is important but the leader knows yeah. it's important. Yeah. And so we will, and now we'll get accusatory and hold them uh, in a bad light in our heart and our mind because we disagree with that one moment. And you want to figure that out and you want to yield to that. And so on this whole conversation, you may be right, but he keeps going back to that one little point. Why does he keep going back to that one little point? Because a lot of times that experience will show that yeah. it's that one little point that caused this whole situation, yeah. you know. And those are the things we have to yield to so that we can grow and we humble ourselves too. And sometimes I remember this when I was growing up. God, this was frustrating the mess out of me. Is my dad would get stuff and I'd be like, that's not the point. You know, that's not the point. That's this, that. And doggone, if I wouldn't go down the road and exactly what he said was, the exact truth. And I, I know the same anointings in you. Yeah, I, I know. And I recognize, I recognize on people because I'm like, I know what that feels like. And Because um, <laughs> I've had that thought in yeah. the past. <laughs> gum, he was right about that, you know. And uh, and you'll find that it'll keep on, you know. And I I cannot tell you how many times that happened as a as a kid, as a as a youth, and as a young adult, and as an adult. And I was like, dang, dad was right about that, you know. And I cannot tell you how many times that happened. And part of that, because he was a pastor too, part of that's an anointing. Mm-hmm. Part of it's just a good, a good, wise father. But part of that's an anointing from God. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's so many times where, and, and I, this is interesting because I recognized it. I would ask, this, this is what would be Matt frustrating about it, is the Lord, you know, or he would say something to me. My dad would say something to me. And I'd, and I'd say, and I wasn't being rebellious. I would just want to know, why is that so? Like, I'm learning. I want to learn. I love learning. I love asking questions. I'm not being disrespectful. I just want to know why that is so. And I would ask him, why is that so? And he wouldn't have an answer for me. And not every time. A lot of times he would have an answer. But sometimes he'd answer me and be like, that's not an answer. Like, and then I'd figure out, like, he doesn't know the answer. 
right? And that would make me mad. And I'd be like, he doesn't know that. And then I, now what? And this is where the rebellion would come in, a lack of honor. Now, I learned not to do this, but there were definitely times where I just said, he doesn't know the answer. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And I would go in rebellion against what he said simply because he didn't have a good enough satisfactory answer for me. Okay, fast forward some years where now I'm flowing in the Holy Ghost. And then if y'all been here, just you can, <laughs> you can get, um, you, can, you can relax. But <laughs> it's because I know, I know people have been at this place. So then fast forward some years where I'm a dad and all of a sudden I would see things and I'd be like, don't do that. Well, why? I don't know. I don't know why, you know, and that's where most parents will say, cause I said so, <laughs> you know, and uh, I don't like, I don't like using that as an instruction, but then fast forward a few more years where I'm a pastor now and, and now I have words for it is I would have a knowing in my spirit. I don't know all the reasons why I just had a leading and that, and I'd watch it time after time after time when my dad was right on that. And I watch it now as I was right on that. And I don't have an answer for you. I don't know the why. I just know. And that's the beautiful thing about God is you don't have to know everything yeah. to be in the right place at the right time yeah. doing the right thing. You, that's the beauty. He will make you look wise. He will make you, you make you money, save you money. He will, he will do those things if we will honor, learn how to yeah. receive from him and, and honor him in that, you know. And so then, you know, fast forward it now to today is I'll say, hey, I wouldn't do that. Now, a lot of things more today I have answers for. I know why. Yeah. Uh, but especially early on as a pastor, I wouldn't know all those answers, but I would have a leading. I'd say, don't do that. You know, well, why don't I want to do that? Uh, I don't know, basically, is the answer. And then rebellion will say, well, I'm not listening to that, you know. But if we're in honor, we'll say, okay, you know. Well, why are you doing that? I don't know. Pastor said so. Well, why'd he say so? He didn't have an answer. You know, and see, when we learn that and we learn to trust the leading of the Lord, and we and what if it is of God, we'll have peace in our spirit, not in our head, but peace in our spirit over that. Um, oh my goodness, does it set us up for good things? Yeah. Sets us up for the right thing. It's really, really awesome. Amen. Amen. Uh proper definition of CPR, Joni was asking, communication, partnership, and relationship. And uh, Hannah said earlier, she said, last time pastor asked me if I was coming to lunch and I didn't, something happened that day that could have been avoided had I been at lunch. Yeah. That happens all the time. Yeah. That kind of stuff happens all the time. And that's where, and see, that's where it's good to honor <laughs> the place where you're planted. Like, mm -hmm. even if... Even if we just said, hey, the church is going to go do this, you know, stupid, dumb, fun thing, right? But the church is doing it. When you are planted and yielded, we should honor our planting. Yeah. And so, well, what are we doing? Are we winning souls? No. Is there going to be a service? No. Is there going to be a preaching? No. Is there going to be a teaching? No. What it, well, what are we doing? We're just doing something fun. Yeah. <laughs> We're just doing something fun. And we should say, oh, God's told us to do something fun. Then I'm there. Yeah. I'm there, and we honor that even though we don't see the full reason in it. That's the kind of thing. And when we do that, even if it's, like, not an immediate blessing, 
There is definitely a built-in blessing because yeah. of the honor part of it. Well, I've seen it. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have? I'm so sorry. I thought you were going to talk. One of the things that I've seen, and then I will be quiet, <laughs> that I, the Lord's brought up to me several times, I believe, during the broadcast is I think it's easier for people to grasp submitting to you or, or to their pastor or their right. leader. But the, the idea of needing to submit yourselves one to another yeah. is one that I've watched be super opportunistic within people, like even yeah. myself, like on different, here in the church, like we have a leadership structure. And so I've watched different teams, like people submit to you quickly, like you say yeah. something and it's, oh, pastor said it. Yeah. Absolutely. They won't but, go to the top person. Correct. Yeah. But then their leader yeah. gives a vision for something like, you know what, we're going to do this. And yeah. it's, well, I'm going to question you because you're not Pastor yeah. Brian or Pastor Nicole. So I'm going to ask you all the whys and make you prove yourself to me before I'll submit. And I, I've done the same thing. Yeah. So this is yeah. this is not me blasting anyone. But it's it, there's there's an anointing who... <laughs> Corey said, okay, just Corey. got on. He said, I repent. You can move on now. It's okay. We have replay. You can go back. Brandy's been here the whole time. He, he said, whatever it is, I repent. <laughs> I love Corey. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. But there, truly, there's an anointing that comes from any leader that you're placed under. Yes. Like, yeah. there is. And so one of the things that's blessed me so much, um, you know, in various teams that I've led with Marky just happens to be on different teams that I'm leading. Um, and it was very easy for her to ask questions, but the more I love you, um, the more she's been here, the more I've watched her. She asked her. a lot of questions. She does probably. ask a lot of questions, <laughs> but the more she's been here and has trusted this structure and this flow, I can like give her a word and be like, Marky, I need you to do this. And she like, she'll do it. Yeah. And I I don't think I've ever fully appreciated that until I started leading. Yeah. And specifically with her because yeah. it was like I watched her come in and she had these questions but it was no, I trust pastors. I trust the structure and in worship especially when she came in I'm just sharing now about you. She's right here so I'm just getting her approval. When she came in, I knew she could sing. She sang at the river. Yeah. And I asked her to sing, and she, like, fought for so long. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to. And she shook singing. And there would be different things I asked her to do. Don't sing with a mic stand. Sing more boldly. <laughs> like, I want you to jump around now. Like, I want you to jump exhort around. right now. Jump don't. Jump. I want you to open <laughs> the service. I want you to pray. I want you to free worship. Yeah. And all of these things stretched her. But she told me one time, I know if you're saying it, to me that there's an anointing for me to do it yeah. and I'm going to trust it. That anointing comes from you to me yeah. to lead her in yeah. that way. And she's leading worship on it, like on a level that yeah. I, like makes me so excited for yeah. her yeah. because she trusted the Lord through you, through me to get to her yeah. in that office or in that position. Yeah. And it's been so cool to watch someone who's like, okay, Okay, yeah. I'll do that. It's made me want to say okay to you more. Yeah. Because I've seen, yeah. oh, look at what's happened in her, to her in such a short amount of time. There's nothing like leading people that will teach you more about yourself. You know, it'll teach you so much about yourself, 
so quickly yeah. when you start having to uh, lead people. And uh, it's just one of the best things. Uh, Miss Lashika said on Sunday we went lunch. I met a classmate who I had not seen in years, invited him and his family to church. I had so much peace in that invite. Now I wait watching for the harvest. That's awesome. Amen. And uh, just being there with church family, that was so cool too. And uh, But here's here's something that's very important is, so for example, let's say that, okay, I'm the leader of the ministry and I put you in charge of something, I put Buddy in charge of something, uh, you, you're not as old as I am. You don't have as much experience. You're not the pastor, right? And so people come, they'll, they'll want to question that. They want to challenge that authority. But here's the thing that they don't realize many times. When you challenge that, if I put that person in place and you challenge them, you're challenging me. Mm-hmm. You're challenging me. And like they wouldn't do it to me. Mm-mm. But they're not seeing it because that... It's like the centurion. They're a man under authority. Now, the problem is many people in those positions, they've then taken offense because it's personal when really they should be offended for the leader, right? You're like, you're challenging. You're, you know, I don't care if you challenge me, you know, but really what you're challenging is the word of that leader that put me in this place. I'm a person under authority. I'm not the authority. I'm a person under authority. You're challenging them. So when it's like when when they say in the New Testament, he said, "You you didn't take this words that I preached as from man, but as it really is words from God, yeah. right?" In other words, so when we actually honor the words that an anointing by the Holy Ghost brings into a service, even if it's a preacher and a man, a fleshly man, when you do that yeah. and you and you don't listen to them. You're not just not listening to a man. You're not listening to God. Yeah. If if they were godly words, you know. And well, I don't think it was godly words. Well, maybe you're wrong. Yeah. You know, maybe you've missed it. Maybe your thinking was different in that way. Uh, so it's one of those things that is very important for us to judge ourselves in that way. And for example, the other night, you know, uh, I found out. Yeah, when I preached the other night, it's <laughs> kickstart. I yielded the whole. I felt led of the Lord. To yield the whole week to Brother Tracy. Yeah, Kickstart. Woo woo. Twenty-two. Mm-hmm. And uh, did y'all enjoy Kickstart? Did. Amen. Did you y'all did. enjoy it? Do you guys miss our commercial? I miss our commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we, I yielded. I felt led of the Lord. You know, Brother Tracy, I yield this whole week to you. You know, I, here's how we've done it. Here's what's been done. Here's why we did it. Now it's in your hands. I submit the whole week to you. I just feel led to do it. Take it where God tells you to go. That was what I told them. And uh, I submit everything. I submit the service. I submit the, you know, the offerings, everything. Everything is yours. Nothing. It's all, it's all on you. Yeah. Um, and we submit. You tell me what you want to do, we'll do it. You know? And uh, here's what we're going to do to serve the people. Uh, but even if you don't want to do that, you tell me. We'll, we'll yeah. change that, you know, whatever it is. That's the leading that I had. So then we get up, and on Thursday night, and what's interesting is I've been trying to introduce uh, the Motleys, uh, Pastor Bill and Sharon uh, Motley, to Brother Tracy for years now, for years. And they're here. They can only be here one night. They're here. And I walk in, and that's when I found out I was preaching. I didn't know I was preaching until the beginning of the service, right? And um, I said, and I was let down because I was like, I want 
them to receive from Brother Tracy. Like, I don't, like, they've seen me before. They know me. I sit under them in a board, you know. I actually know? thought that yeah. that may try to apply pressure toward you. Well, like, when I recognized that they were there and that you were sure. still administering. Well, well, the issue is that, you know, I, I really strongly desired for them to receive from Brother Tracy. Sure. Like, I've been wanting them to meet and to receive in that way, specifically them, but not just them, other people as well, you know. And uh, he was very quick to say, hey, this is, you know, this is what the Lord wants to do. And I said, I, I get that. I just, you know, my heart is for that. I don't have to preach, you know, that's the thing. And I can, and I will. Well, then, and, you know, after that's determined and decided, of course, it works out beautifully with, with what he did, the offering. It was awesome. They received from, they got to experience his spirit. So the Lord had all that stuff worked out. But then I'm getting up there, and here's, you know, he says, you know, did you give me the service? Do y'all trust me as a man of God? Okay, I want, you know, uh, Brother Brian to preach and drop a new mantle and anointing yeah. in my life in that moment. And, um, so, and then one of the things he spoke was he, you know, that there's going to be a, a strong anointing on him, right? If you were there, you heard what he said, but there's going to be, basically, let me put it this way, there's going to be a strong anointing there. And I'm expecting to get up there and just the power of God to flow, like in these supernatural, strong preaching anointing. Yeah. And what really happened was a maintenance a teaching pastoral anointing, right? And that's not what I saw. That's not what I wanted to happen. I wanted to kind of have the same flow that Brother Tracy had had the whole week. And it wasn't. And I had to be okay with that because that's where the Holy Ghost was leading it to. And so the issue is, now what, what a lot of people don't know is, very specifically, there were, there were two people specifically that needed to be touched that night. And the Lord went right after them, right, in that message. And not just them. Multiple people came up and said, I needed that message. I got so much. And then they even referenced it and talked about it and everything. And so I'm in the middle of preaching. I'm in the middle of preaching feeling like this is not where I wanted to go, logically, right? Not in the spirit. In the spirit, I knew this is where he's leading me to go. But logically, I'm thinking this is not what I wanted to happen. This is not how I thought it was going to happen. And, and logically, I feel like I'm not even, like, am I even anointed? You know, that's the logic side sure. of it. But that's not the case. It, it was anointed. It went and did it. I felt like I could say at the end of the night I was obedient. Yeah. to what God said, even though it was different than what I thought the night was going to be and how it would flow. And that's where we learn that if we will yield, even when we don't understand it, God will be able to accomplish exactly what he wants to do. And I see this a lot of times in ministers. He, he's able to honor that. And um, he's able to honor those things. But I see that a lot of times in ministers. I think that we push beyond and we push into what we think should happen instead of yielding to what God actually wants to do. And sometimes what God wants to do looks boring to our flesh. Actually, a lot of times. What God wants to do looks boring to our flesh, but it's exactly what needs to happen because it's going to touch that person's life, that person's life. And if we'll do that, we could work out more of these problems yeah. that we don't have to face in the future. But the issue is, what if they went, hey, I came to hear Brother Tracy. And now he's not pre and now this is a boring pastor, you know, if that's if they're paying attention to the flesh. 
they're paying attention to the spirit, they see what's happening. But if they're not, and they're, they're looking with eyes of the flesh, then, hey, I came to hear Brother Tracy. Well, when you don't listen to the person that Brother Tracy put up, you're not honoring Brother Tracy. Yeah. You're not honoring him. And so you're not going to have receive honor, and you're going to receive less than even what you did because you're not doing it. But if you'll say, hey, this is what God ordained, then I'm all ears. Yeah. I'm all ears, whatever it is. And you listen in that moment. I've caught myself at meetings before when I thought <coughs> I came to hear a minister and, and somebody else ministered. I'm like, oh, man, I came to hear that person, you know. No, no, I didn't come to hear that person. I came to be a part of what God is doing. Yeah. That's what I came, or did we? That's the issue. I came to be a part of what the Lord was up to. And if the person in charge says, this is what the Lord said to do, then that's what the Lord said to do. Yeah. And I need to get my logic out of the way and receive what the Lord has for me. Yeah. Well, and I don't think, oh, sorry. I don't know. I, was just... <laughs> I, I feel like it's been lots of me, so you can just, like, smack me when it's your turn. Yeah. Um, what, what I would say, though, in that moment, not at all to toot your horn or, or exalt you in that way, but I had, I had to make that choice, too, because I love you, but... Brother Tracy is in Texarkana, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the Lord had already, the Lord had told me, I believe, earlier that day that like that night was going to be a big one for me. So I had already conjured in my head a, oh, well, Brother Tracy, cool. And as soon as he started, I'm like, it's not Brother Tracy tonight. Pastor's going to preach tonight. Like before he even like said yeah. a word, I knew that's what was going to yeah. happen. And I, I was like that. That to me, I was like that makes no sense yeah. because I'm with Pat. Yeah, and, yeah. And I don't mean this dishonorably. No, I understand. But the flesh is like, I'm with Pastor all the time. Like, if it was going to be this big, why couldn't it have been this big Sunday? What, <laughs> like, and what you're about to say and tell the story, like, I had no idea that you would be one of the people that was touched by it. Yeah. Go, and go ahead. Well, and I had no idea. So that's the that's the kind of stuff that our logic would never do, but God knows exactly what we need, when we need it, and how to do it. I would have... When you told me what you told me after, I would have never thought about that. Well, and so Pastor, he gets up, and I had to, like, I had to get my heart right on That's it, so too. As, as much as I don't love sharing that, I had to. And I was like, you know what? No, Brother Tracy just yeah. dropped this. And I was so excited as he prayed over you. I was like, here, thank you. Um, because it was a huge word, like a new yeah. mantle on you. That means a new mantle on the ministry. So I was excited. I was yeah. like, okay, it's going to be different preaching. It was different preaching. Yeah. Like it may not have been like Brother Tracy spinning all over the place. Yeah. But it was it was a different <laughs> level of anointing and power. But I very quickly, within the first 10 minutes, moved past those thoughts yeah. and was in the flow with you and pastors ministering on something that I've heard you minister on yeah. at least a dozen times in my life conservatively. Yeah. And like I could recite some of those stories myself. Yeah. And as he's ministering, the whole like I just start bawling. Yeah, the anointing came all over you. And I was wondering what was going on. Exactly. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I was like, I was like, maybe it's just pregnancy, and I'm just crying at everything right now because I'd cried every night. 
<laughs> so I was like, okay, hope it's you, Jesus. If not, it's cool. But like, I'm bawling and like you're talking. It's like, wow, my preaching really sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't no. think that, but it was a funny joke. But as like as you're talking, one of the things that pastor's <laughs> ministering on was how he was like afraid of ministry, the responsibility of ministry. Yeah. And I I've shared on here many times over the last nine months, basically, how fear had tried to exist within me, like since finding out about the baby and pastor has prayed for me and ministered to me. And so I've sought myself diligently on where has fear been slam the door shut on it like i i've done that a lot and as you're ministering like i you say you say those words about how the lord had pointed out to you that you had a fear of the responsibility of ministry i'm just boohooing and the lord points his finger because very quickly after finding out about caroline you and I had a conversation about things that the Lord was taking me into. Mm-hmm. And it was a deeper level and a higher level of anointing and calling on my life. And in that moment, I'd had a trace of fear come in telling me, I, you can't do that. Like, yeah. you're, you've basically gone as far as you can right now. I, you can't go higher. And so that fear had come in. And when you said it, I've heard you say it probably since that moment. <laughs> like, yeah. But you said it under the anointing, and it's like you put your finger on my heart, and I was like, I had no idea that the last bit of thread of fear that's existed was a fear of the responsibility of ministry. Not Caroline, yeah. not the baby, but the thing that I've loved my whole life, like that I can remember, is ministry. And that's where it had been. I can't imagine what would have happened had I just sat there through the service going, Oh, look at I Pastor. Wish, yeah. I wish it was Brother Tracy. Yeah. Would have gotten a word from Brother Tracy. Would have gotten You're a... talking about a breakthrough yeah. for the rest of your life and a breakthrough for anybody that will ever hear you from yeah. this day forward. Uh, a release of the anointing through you in that way. And and that's and you would have missed it mm-hmm. if you wouldn't have honored what Brother Tracy said to do. Or if you would have said, well, this is not as exciting, this is more maintenance, you know, you would have totally missed that point. And many times people do because they don't yield to the wise counsel and the leading of the Lord. And so, and I think Buddy's got something, if you'll get that ready and then we'll wrap up, we're already past time. But, you know, here's the thing. I want you to see this too because when I get, when I find out that I'm ministering, I said, okay, Lord, what do you want me to minister about? You know, and he immediately drops a scripture in my spirit. And then he drops a thread. And all of this has to do with the Holy Spirit and power and a fresh breath of God. Yeah. And I'm thinking, this is going to be a power message. You know, it's a it's a message about power. And it was, mm-hmm. but not the way that I saw it. And I get into it. I'm in the middle of preaching. And I'm like, what you're leading me to say right now is not, all right, so I'm thinking the message is going this way mm-hmm. and how you're leading, it's going this way. And I was like, so in that moment, I had to yield myself because yeah. like I want to preach this way. I want people to be excited like they are when Brother brother Tracy preaches and let people, because that's what they came for, right? I want, I want people... But I had to yield to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And then, of course, like with you and some other, I had no idea 
that it would have that effect. Yeah. And or how powerful it would be, or the anointing that would be on it. What logically <laughs> seems like it's no anointing. Yeah. You know, logically it seems like I mean, I knew that there was some, but it was like logically this does not seem like what we should be doing, where I should be going, but I knew I had to yield to the Holy Ghost and honor him in that. And as I honored him, God touched exactly who he wanted to touch. Yeah, so, amen. Amen. No, I just had a scripture that kind of summed all this up. It's uh, Hebrews uh, 13, 17. It says, obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls yes. as those who, who will give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with grief, for this would be unprofitable for you. Yeah. So it'd be unprofitable for us to not yield to the yeah, that leadership. Yeah. If mm -hmm. Brother Tracy says, you're preaching. Yeah. I should get just as excited yeah. and honor that because yeah. I'm honoring that anointing. I'm honoring them because what he's doing is he's watching over my soul. He's yeah. watching That's over right. me spiritually. That's right. And, 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 you know, one of the things that you were saying earlier is, you know, like even if you've missed it, you know, the, the accountability, um, yeah. if when, I, when I'm submitting to you, you know, what I'm doing is I'm submitting to your authority. I'm not accountable for that. I'm accountable for if I reject that authority. You're, you're accountable for the honor or yeah. not. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's what you're accountable for. Yeah. And, and you, like Jesus brought it up, you know, like in the prophets of old, the people didn't honor and respect those prophets, yeah. and they were held accountable for yeah. it. That's why yeah. there's lamentations, and that's why there's judgment and yeah. judges and stuff like that. It's because people didn't honor yeah. God's the, the people that God sent to them. When they honored those people, they thrived. Yeah. Yes. Uh, when they didn't honor them, they didn't thrive. Yes. <laughs> you know when. Yeah. Like and so right right here, you know, uh, the writer of Hebrews basically sums it up because he says, if you don't honor those leaders, it'll be unprofitable for you. Yeah. But if yeah. you honor and submit to the that those authorities, it yeah. Basically, you know, it's implied it'll it'll there's profit in that. Yeah. That's right. And if you want your life to go up. Uh, Seek that counsel. Yeah. Embrace that counsel. Listen to that counsel. Hey, you should be at this meeting. Oh, well, that the purpose for that instruction is so that I is for my profit. So I'm going to yeah. listen to that. Oh, you should come to lunch. Oh, I'm going to do that because that there's profit in that. Yes. Whether I yeah. recognize it or not, there's profit in. in Read that scripture one more time. It's a Hebrews thirteen seventeen. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with grief, for this would be unprofitable for you. Yeah. So listen to that one, one phrase where it says, let them do this with joy and not with grief. All right, so now think about this. When you agree with your leader, then you're going to go with them, right? When you're in full agreement, yeah. it's easy for us to go with them. And if you go with them, that's going to cause joy. So where are the moments that are not going to cause joy? The, where it's not going to cause joy is when you don't go with them, when you don't believe in them, when you don't honor them, right? Mm -hmm. So those are going to be the moments that that if you agree with them, you're going to do those things. Yeah. It's the places where he's telling us the option is, mm -hmm. is where we don't agree, yeah. Yeah. where we don't understand, yeah. where we don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, that whole commandment is not pointed, all right, I want you to, to do this and let it be joy for your leader because yeah. of your act, your actions <coughs> should cause them joy and not yeah. grief. Yeah. That means what he's saying in that command is, I'm not, I'm asking you to change some things when you disagree. 
I'm not asking you really, when you agree with things, you should be doing that anyway. That, that command is really saying, when you don't feel like it's right or you don't know that it's right or you don't, that's the moment where you actually do the things of honor to bring joy and not grief. Not when you agree, when you disagree. Yep. When you disagree. Or when I don't know why, why did, why did pastor do, you know, uh, a whole week worth of meetings and then, you know, have another meeting on Saturday or whatever, you know, why did he do that? That just doesn't make sense. That's where that's talking about. And he says, when you allow it to be joy to that leader and not grief, you will profit, you know, and if you don't, it won't be profitable. So if we will put down our flesh in those moments and learn to honor those words and honor the anointing and honor that position and the ways of God, our lives will go up. Yes. And uh, that is, that's one of my favorite scriptures, not because I'm a leader. That was one of my favorite scriptures before I became a pastor. Yeah. Well, that's something I've prayed o over myself yeah. many times since getting, yeah. since leading differently. I've prayed that for me, for you. Like, yeah. Lord, help me be a joy to yeah. Pastor and yeah. to Pastor Nicole. Help me make leading fun for them. Yeah. So it's a benefit for them, it's and a not big a grief deal. for them. It's a big, it, big deal. It was a good thing to believe. Yeah. And if you didn't hear the beginning of this broadcast, definitely go back and listen to it. There's a lot of our speech talking about how the anointing will flow, and but maybe it's not spectacular, but it's there. Yeah. And so if you didn't hear that, definitely go back and listen to that. It'll be a it'll be a profit to you. Amen. And uh, we'll see if you do it. <laughs> if you do it, then you'll be blessed, and I'll be joyful. We'll be joyful, so amen. Um, yeah, a little intertwining there of different thoughts. Anyway, we praise God for you. We're so excited and so glad to have you here. Thank you for hanging with us today. And uh, if you would like to sow into today, uh, you're welcome to do, do that. Go to giveww.org. You can give Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, text to give, cryptocurrency. Give one time or give on a recurring basis if you would like to partner with us. And uh, we just praise God for you. We want to see you blessed. Don't give out of force. Don't give because you feel like you have to. Nobody that's watching this has to. Nobody does. Uh, if you would like to, you're welcome to. Make sure that you're giving out of a heart of love and giving out of cheerfulness and abounding, abounding joy. And knowing also that there is a harvest. There is a manifestation yeah. of harvest. And so, so in faith. And so if you're doing that today, we just want to pray for you. So right now, Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, let every person be blessed. Let every seed be blessed. Let it be pressed down, shaken together, running over in Jesus' name. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. Lord, bring supernatural multiplication and supernatural supply right now in Jesus' name. Let it be supernaturally quick and exponential in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, thank y'all. That was great, great conversation today. And uh, love you guys so very much. Thank you for being a joy. Amen. Thank you guys for being a joy as well. Have a great day. We'll have some more tomorrow, Lunch Plus family. We love you so very much. See you then. Here's Abigail. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us and being here with us today. We want to ask you that you please share this with your friends and family. And if you're asking Abby, how do I do that? Let me tell you. There's a little button underneath this video. 
uh, that YouTube has so graciously put there. And it says share, and it's got like a little arrow going one of these directions. You click that, and then it says copy link. You wanna click that, copy that link, put it on your Facebook, put it on your Twitter, text it out to your friends and family, text it out to your group chats that you have, text it out to everyone. Um, just put it everywhere, everywhere you can. And get the word out. We also ask that you like this broadcast. There's a little thumbs up button. Just click it. It's great. That helps as well. And we love you guys so much. We are excited to see you again tomorrow at 1130. Have a great day. Bye.